I'm ready to get hurt again. But this year feels different. You're now listening to the Boys in the Booth podcast with your hosts, Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. Good evening and welcome to episode 167 of the podcast. All three of the boys are back for this one. Cody Abrams and Melbourne Fellas, our favorite time of the year has arrived. The Stanley Cup playoffs. This is our playoff preview episode. How are we doing tonight? I'm excited. I'll be a little more excited tomorrow when things start mattering uh, for myself as a Devils fan, but I just love watching hockey, so I'll have bits of all four games on tonight. And tomorrow, the one, the big one for the Devils, that will not leave the screen. Um, But I will be a nervous wreck this whole time. Um, But doing good. Happy to be back. I missed the last two weeks away for work and happy to be continuing on the tradition of me being in a different place or different setting every single playoff prediction episode. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think of that. I have moved again. Every single episode, it feels like. (laughs) But yes, every single playoff prediction episode, that's for sure. Uh, Boys, I'm doing well. I'm equally excited, Case, uh, as you are, because our teams are in the playoffs. We are this. We were this close from having all three of our teams in for the very first time since we started the podcast, and I think we've been going since 2018, I believe. So it, it's been a while. Next year, Harp. That's when hopefully the Buffalo Sabers will get in. They finished with 91 points this year in a tough, tough division. So they're close. Yep. They're on the cusp. Um, but you know, it, I'm very excited i'm ready to get hurt again uh but but that being said i'm more confident this year in this leafs team than i think i have been since the montreal series i know that you mean that but i'm sure you said that last year and i probably felt that last year as well but I mean, just looking at this team objectively, I am so excited and and confident. The most confident I've been in a while. So I'm excited to talk about it and make our predictions because uh, it is currently Monday, April 17th. I want to get that out there at 6:24 in uh, the evening. We are getting our picks in before the playoffs officially start in 35 minutes. So this is going to be a quick one. We're going to get our picks in, and then you can't say that we are biased in any which way. Uh, from having watched game one. So I'm excited to talk about uh, our playoff predictions here. There we go. Uh, Doing well. Uh, Also, fellas, uh, was up in Toronto. Chad, as you know, this past weekend, that was a lot of fun. And uh, even though my Sabres aren't in it, I'm uh, I'm really excited for the playoffs. Like you said, Case, I just love watching hockey, so I'm going to be fully invested in the postseason and – going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how it all shakes out anyway let's not waste any more time let's get right into it uh what do you guys want to do do you want to go west to east do you want to do it that way sure okay perfect all right so let's start with uh the defending stanley cup champions the colorado avalanche without gabriel Landeskog uh for the entire postseason that is a huge loss but they're going up against the seattle kraken uh, who made a massive jump in their second year as an NHL franchise. They're in the playoffs for the first time in their existence. Colorado and Seattle in round one. That's where we'll start. Case. Yeah, I'm going to take Colorado um, in this series. I think there's just way too much experience. They were here last year, even without Landeskog. I think that's going to hurt them a little later in the playoffs. But this first round, they should be able to manage the inexperienced Seattle Kraken. Uh, I think they kind of... Every every single matchup, they win. Like, offense, defense, and goaltending. So I'm going to take Colorado here. But I think that Seattle puts a pretty good... Um, Puts in a pretty good effort and takes them to game six. Six games. Okay, Colorado. I'm taking Colorado in five games. You guys know that I'm a, a big Kraken fan uh, throughout this season. You know, I, I was pumped, yeah, pumping their tires all season long, saying, you know, if they just got some average goaltending, they'd be a playoff team. Well, here we are. 
They made the playoffs, but I mean, let's let's face it, guys. They're playing the uh, defending Stanley Cup champions, even without Landeskog here. They're still a really good team, top to bottom. The center depth is a bit of a concern on Colorado, but when just looking at these two teams on paper, to me, there doesn't seem like it, it's it's going to be much of a fight for the defending champs. That's why I have them in five. I the one other thing before Harp goes is it's not just Landeskog. There is a lot of injuries going around here, and especially to their back end. And Makar, I don't think he's going to be available in the first game. Um, and then Josh Manson's out as well. So the back end has True. taken a beating. Um, we'll see. Hopefully Makar can be in first game. But, um, yeah, the only way I see an upset is if there's just too many injuries for Colorado. Harp, what do you think? Uh, I'm going with you, Case. I'm taking Colorado in six games as well. I think the goaltending on both sides is going to be really interesting, though. First um, real playoff run for Alex Gorgiev. Maybe we see Fransuz in there. Who knows? Case, I know you're a big fan of him. Um, and then for Seattle, it'll be interesting to see how Martin Jones does back in the playoffs for the first time in a few years. And as we know, he's he's got a, a pretty decent track record in the playoffs uh, with, with L.A. and uh, the San Jose Sharks the year that they went to the finals. So, um, But I, I agree with you, Case, that you know Colorado from top to bottom wins every matchup. Uh, although Seattle has got some depth, a lot of inexperience, and uh, Colorado just knows how to win this time of year. McKinnon's going to be out on a mission once again. So, yeah, taking Colorado in six games, I think it goes a little uh, deeper, but uh, Colorado gets it done. The thing with Seattle I wanted to add to as we uh, wrap up on this first series, and, and by the way, I wanted to say that we're just kind of making our picks here. We talked about the numbers sort of all season long with these teams. I think we're all kind of, we all kind of understand what these teams are sort of top to bottom, what the numbers say. So we're just making our picks here. So don't expect any, you know, deep dive or analysis here. Um, we've done that all season long. These are just, you know, it's accumulation of, of the entire season, that, that whole body of work, and now we're making our picks. So that being said, Seattle this year, kind of everything went right for them. I think a lot of people would say, you know, they, they got a lot of depth scoring. They had some players emerge as as true talents. Like a guy like Jared McCann had a fantastic year. Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, the goaltending was was at least average. So I you mentioned Martin Jones. I don't know who they go with, whether it's Grubauer or Jones, maybe both, depending on, on the game and the situation. But uh, everything just seemed to go right for them in the regular season, but they're still building. And for that reason, the fact that they're still building and, and are very inexperienced, that's why I just think Colorado here uh, is going to take the series in five. Yeah, fair enough, for sure. Hey guys, there's no betting corner segment in this episode of the podcast, so I thought I would take this time to tell you a little bit about our newest sponsor, BetStamp, the line shopping app for sports bettors. Betting lines have different odds across each sportsbook, and by using the BetStamp app, you can line shop across all of those sportsbooks to ensure that you're finding the best value available on the bets that you'd probably already be making. Also, the BetStamp app allows you to track all of your verified bets across those different sportsbooks so that you can build a more credible record as a better, and it allows you to follow other winning BetStamp users so that you can instantly be notified of their picks. So click the link in the description down below to download the BetStamp app today. And when you do, be sure to provide the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH when prompted to do so to let them know that we sent you. Every download really helps us out and it helps you out as well. So we would really appreciate the support. Thanks, guys. All right, let's move on to our next series in the West. The Dallas Stars up against the Minnesota Wild. And uh, I've heard a lot of people say that uh, this is going to be one nasty series. And I completely agree. So Dallas and Minnesota is where we go to next. Yeah, I'm going to take Dallas in six. I'm, I'm staying strong with my my outlandish prediction in December of the Dallas Stars winning the Cup. And I have Dallas going pretty deep here. Um, spoiler to the cup, and <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna handle Minnesota. I it's gonna be a tough battle. Minnesota's only real strength going into the playoffs, in my opinion, is that they play a very hard game and they're going to be tough in the corners, and that matters in the playoffs because it's won or lost in the corners, and uh, they try to be easier on penalties. So I think. 
that's another advantage Minnesota. But when it comes to offense, defense, and goaltending for Dallas, I'm going with them every single day of the week here. And um, I think they're going to score a lot of goals. And it's going to be a fun series to watch. I'm going to tune into that one in the West in particular. So Dallas and six. Yeah, good pick. Also taking Dallas in six. I really like this team, the way they're structured. You know, we've talked about this team all season long, how they're a great example of a team who's able to rebuild on the fly. Like that that one draft where it was 2017 where they got Heiskanen, Ottinger, uh, and J-Rob. Was that 2017 yeah. or 18? 17. 17. Yeah. Yeah, so that one draft turned it all around, and here they are. Like, they've been in this position before, a team that is poised to make a deep run, and I think that's exactly what we have here in this Dallas team. They're better than I think they have been in the past. I think they're maybe a better team than the team that went to the finals uh, just a couple years ago. So, yeah, Dallas in six games. It's going to be a tight, heavy series, I think. Minnesota isn't a bad team at all, but I think, Case, just like you said, when you look at offense, defense, and goaltending, I have to give the slight edge in each of those three categories to Dallas, and that's why I'm taking them in six games. I'll uh, I'll, I'll go one game further because it's going to be a tight, heavy series. I think Minnesota is really going to give them a hard time, but I'm, uh, I'm going with the Dallas Stars as well, but in seven games. I think it goes the distance. I think Minnesota gives them everything they've got. Um, and uh, but I, I I ultimately think that Dallas takes this. Peter DeBoer, I think he's a big factor too behind the bench. He's uh, got a pretty good playoff track record as well. Took San Jose to the finals the one year and uh, did pretty well when he was the coach of the Devils uh, as well. So um, yeah, I, I'm looking at Dallas. I, I think you know they're coming in uh, to the to the postseason this time with a brand new coach. They play much more uh, up-tempo offensive style. And let's not forget, too, that Jamie Benn is back this year. He had a fantastic year. He's He's been there before, and, and Tyler Sagan as well. So they've got a really nice mix of young guys and veterans, great goaltending. They've got a really long window. I have them going deep as well, not quite Stanley Cup Finals. Spoiler alert there. But, yeah, I've got Dallas in seven games. I think it goes the distance. Yeah, there's a lot of experience on Dallas, it's funny because there's so many rookies as well, but the experience just speaks volume there. And yeah, that's something I wanted to bring up probably in the next series um, was the experience of their coach. DeBoer is, yeah, if you you said pretty good with the Devils, it was the finals. He went to the finals in 2012 (laughs) with them and uh, he went deep with them in Vegas or when he was with Vegas and San Jose. So it's like this guy is one of the better coaches in my mind in the league. the only guy that I'd fear playing against more is John Cooper. So, um, yeah, that coaching experience really does matter. Yeah, and Harp, while you mentioned the goaltending as well, um, you know, in Minnesota, Philip Gustafson has had a really good season. And, of course, there's Marc-Andre Fleury backing him up as well. And, you know, depending on how the games go, we could see both of them in this series because they're both very capable. But when you look at the other side and you see Jake Ottinger, like, think about the playoffs that he had just last season like Dallas wouldn't even be you know the same team with without Jake Ottinger and he's been that good this season as well so that to me is a massive x factor just having a younger goaltender who has proven that he's already one of the top guys in the league hungry to get his first sort of playoff you know taste and victory like that to me just screams a team that can go far. So Ottinger, I think, is the X factor for Dallas. Oh, for sure. Ottinger is excellent. And yeah, we saw him in the playoffs last year. Whereas on the other side of things, you have a guy new to the playoffs in Gustafson and you have Marc-Andre Fleury, where every single year we see him get in a goalie toss-up and we don't know who's going to play. They play Laner, they play Matt Murray. It's just, I don't know, there's something going on there. Yeah, it's got to be mental. It seems like every time he's the starter in the playoffs, except for, I think, that first cup win with Pittsburgh, someone else has taken over, right? So it's it's one of those things It could be mental. They're, they're both capable guys on that Minnesota team, but, I mean, it's just less of a question mark in Dallas where Ottinger is clearly the number one and clearly a hell of a goalie, too. 
All right, next matchup in the West that we're going to take a look at in the first round, and it features two teams that missed the Stanley Cup playoffs last year, and uh, that is the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, who are back in it, and the Winnipeg Jets, who really fell off the last couple of months of the season and just got in by the skin of their teeth. But nonetheless, they're in up against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, in round one, facing uh, their old uh, goaltender, Laurent Brossois, who's going to start in game one for Vegas. So, uh, thoughts on this series? The series is interesting to me because you have two teams with a bone to pick. Uh, Vegas missing the playoffs last year, you know that they're going to be coming hungry because of that. And then Winnipeg, everyone just shitting on them for the last X amount of months leading up to the, the playoffs and clinching. Um, you know that they have a bone to pick too, but if I if I try to think which team is going to live up to these expectations of being hungry, it's going to be Vegas every time. Winnipeg, I think they have just a terrible locker room situation, and I don't think there's really a leader that's stepped up there, and I think that they're going to fall behind in this series pretty quick, and Vegas is going to win in five games. Five games, wow. I, I mean, I also picked Vegas in this series. I'm taking them in seven games, though. I agree with a lot of what you said. Like, I don't love the locker room situation in Winnipeg. It kind of speaks volumes when you see your coach have to come out and call out your your top core players just to get a response, just to get your team into the playoffs. Like, to me, that's not a championship mindset. And, you know, people listening to this, you can laugh because I'm a Maple Leafs fan and championship mindset like you know we haven't won around in forever but Winnipeg to me just feels like a team who just doesn't have it mentally and I think there's going to be a lot of changes or there at least could be a lot of changes after this season if things don't go well in the playoffs but you know and, and then you talk about Vegas like also all of a sudden Mark Stone is healthy so that's a good thing for them you know? yeah who knows if he's at you know 60% 80% or 100% but point is he's playing so that's a major boost for them both on and off the ice and i think you know the off ice portion of that you know we we can't fail to mention because that is a massive uh you know you you get your captain you you get a guy who's a leader in the locker room you get him there um and him also being able to play on the ice like it's just it's a massive boost for this team so um you know thank god he's magically all of a sudden healthy and uh had nothing to do with the salary cap but just looking at those two teams, I think the only chance that Winnipeg is able to uh, come out with a victory here is if Connor Hellebuck continues what he did uh, at the start of the season. And and let's be honest, for most of the season for this Winnipeg team, because he was pretty good this year, all things considered, on, on, a, on a pretty tough-looking Winnipeg team. So uh, I'm picking Vegas in seven. I think it could be closer than people think just because Winnipeg, you know, was kind of stumbling into the playoffs and, and people are looking at them like they're weak. You know, there was a reason that they were at the top of this division in like for the first two months of the season. Like they are a good team. I think the problems in Winnipeg are are mental. So I think it goes seven games, but I think Vegas comes out on top. I'll go with Vegas in six games in this series. And, uh, you know, I think last year everybody had their fun uh, turning or, uh, turning Vegas into the punching bag, I think. You know, they went from those lovable misfits to uh, the most hated team in the NHL, it seemed like. But, uh, look, they, they shoved it right back in our faces, it feels like, this year. They're a good team. First postseason for Jack Eichel. Funny enough, I hate that I'm mentioning that, but I think it's a big, uh, I think it's a big storyline coming in. He's got to be a, a, a an X factor for for Vegas. He's really got to step up, and it'll be interesting to see how he does in his uh, first postseason. And then the goaltending as well. You know, Ken Brossois, um, you know, starting for them, going up against his old team, can that be a huge advantage for for Vegas? Um, because you know that Winnipeg is is looking over on the other side, being like, we know this guy. Here is how we can uh, attack him and, and beat him. So it's going to be really interesting in this series. But uh, ultimately, I think Vegas takes it in six games. And then big changes coming in Winnipeg this summer. All right, fellas, last first round series in the Western Conference. And this is... One of the series that I'm going to be glued to 
the most. Um, unfortunately, the the games start so late during the week at, at 10 o'clock or 10.30 uh, each game, but um, for the second year in a row, we get the LA Kings and the Edmonton Oilers, and these two teams do not like each other. It went seven games last year, an incredible series, and this one's going to be really good as well. So LA and Edmonton to wrap up round one of the West. Yeah, this... This is another series I'm going to be glued to as much as I can watch. Um, and I think, again, this season, it's going to go to seven games. Um, but this time, you know, last year I was pretty high on L.A. This year I'm going to take Edmonton. Um, I'll be rooting for L.A., but I think Edmonton's going to get by them. There's just something about this team. I think the last two years I was always saying, like, Ed, or, uh, McDavid and seven – or McDavid and six for each series that I was picking Edmonton. But I actually think that this team has this uh, a winning presence more than they ever have. Uh, they're kind of gluing things together pretty well. They've got better goaltending. The whole team is showing up on offense. And then you still have McDavid putting up the most ridiculous season of all time. Um, well, you know what I mean? Of yep. our lifetimes. Yep. yep. Yeah. Since 96, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> no, so I'm, I'm starting to like this Edmonton team more than I ever have. So I've got them in seven. Yeah. I, um, just one, just quickly, I think that whatever team wins this series is going to blow by Vegas in the next round. <laughs> I, this series, I'm so sad that one of these teams is going to be out in the first round. Yeah. Fair enough, man. I'm with you. Two really good teams who compete hard and can score a boatload of goals. So uh, I'm I'm with you again, though, with this series here, Case. Um, I'm taking Edmonton in seven, same as last year. I just think Edmonton is too good now. You know, they had a few issues last season and, and for the last few years, really. One was lack of depth scoring. Well, They've solved that. They have Evander Kane and Zach Hyman now who chip in. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having the best season of his career. And they have other guys down the lineup as well who can contribute now. Um, another issue for them was their defense. I think Matthias Ekholm has been an absolute amazing addition to this team. He's really yep. stabilized that blue line. They found a guy who can play defense and make a good first pass, not just one or the other. And Edmonton has been notorious for having guys who can only do one of those two things. And third, goaltending. We thought it was going to be Jack Campbell this year to solve those problems. Well, throw that take in the garbage. Turns out it's Stuart Skinner, and he's having a great year and is definitely in the running for the Calder. We'll, I'll be shocked if he's not one of the finalists for the Calder Trophy this year because he's been incredible for this team. So... Those three issues that we saw in this team last year and, and a few years prior to that as well have all seemingly been solved in Edmonton. And then, like you mentioned, Case, you also have Connor McDavid still doing Connor McDavid things, and the same with Leon Dreisaitl, both of whom, by the way, scored over two points per game in last year's playoffs, which is absolutely unheard of. So all of that combined, I think Edmonton's the better team, but L.A. will keep it close, Edmonton in seven games. The real game changer here when you talk about the depth scoring and who they've added is now they don't have to try to get Dreisaitl out with McDavid as much as they can to get this one-two punch scoring. They can throw RNH with McDavid and Hyman or uh, get Kane up there, and then that way you, you draw the attention from one of your mega superstars in McDavid and Dreisaitl on the second line. So... Um, it sets them up way better than ever. I, I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, and we saw, you know, there's always this narrative going into the playoffs that the refs put their whistles away. Last year and a few years before that, that kind of flipped, and, and we've been seeing more penalties being called in the playoffs uh, over the last few years. Well, who do you think is going to benefit from that the most? The Edmonton Oilers, who run like a 35% power play out there, if they get one or two chances a game, like this power play could be the difference maker in any series, not just this first round series. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. Yeah, absolutely. That power play is ridiculous. I'm taking the Oilers in, in this series as well. I'm going to take them in six games. Um, I, I just think that McDavid is on a war path. He has been all season long. He will take them as far as as they can go. 
um, and you've got Dreisaitl. Ekholm has been just an amazing addition. I think they only lost like four games total, like including regulation and overtime and shootout losses after they got him at the deadline. I think it was the best deadline edition of, of all the teams and uh, I've been a big fan of Stuart Skinner all year long really happy for him you know I heard Jeff Merrick say today that uh, who would have thought that in this series the starting goaltenders would be Jonas Corposalo for LA and Stuart Skinner for the Edmonton Oilers it's uh, pretty crazy but I just think that this is the deepest team that the Oilers have had in, in a long time I feel really good about them I think they're going to go on a long playoff run I've got them in six games I'm glad you brought up Corpus Allo. that's something I meant to mention as well he's had a really good second half to the season and whether it's the fact that he's playing in LA or you know just he flipped a switch he's been really good and has been putting up good surface level and underlying numbers so we'll see like that could be it could be the case where he steals a game or two and for that reason like that's why I think this series could go seven games on the other side of the coin, though, the Oilers don't really get goalied, like, ever. So, uh, you know, I'm also confident they'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right, uh, well, should we jump over to the East now and do those first-round matchups, and then we can uh, we can come back uh, to, to the West and who moves on? Does that make sense? Yeah, why don't we do the first round on uh, the East, and then we'll come back at the very end and just briefly we'll read through our entire brackets, and we'll post them as well. Okay, sounds good. Um, all right, so over in the East, let's start with uh, the Boston Bruins. Obviously a magical season, uh, 65 wins, just incredible. The best regular season in NHL history. That's just absolutely wild that, uh, that, that we saw that this year. Up against the Florida Panthers, who surprisingly get in. Uh, they, they beat my Sabres in by just a point. Absolutely heartbreaking, but... Uh, we get Boston and Florida in the first round. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to say we're all taking Boston here. Maybe not, but uh, I, I would expect that. Anyway, Case, Boston, Florida. Yeah, despite Florida having a pretty good Q4 and me being pretty heavy on them making the playoffs, I've got Boston, obviously. But the big kicker here is I don't know if I've ever picked a sweep and I'm going to pick Boston sweeping Florida. Um, I think that the only way that Florida is going to beat a team out of the gates is if they can piss them off with Matt Kachuk and a couple of other guys on the team like Lomberg or whoever in the bottom six. But you can't out-Boston Boston. So I think they're just going to get absolutely steamrolled and uh, can't wait for you to clip that when Florida upsets Boston. <laughs> Case, do you still want to see or do you still want to bet on a sweep knowing that both of their goalies, Boston that is, are game time decisions tonight? So is Patrice Bergeron. We're not sure about Taylor Hall if he's ready to go. All of those injuries and the flu bug that is running through their dressing room right now rampantly, are you still confident in taking a sweep? The flu thing is sketchy, but when it comes to injuries, uh, you know, Allmark's going to play and it's going to be like, two months from now we're going to hear oh Allmark had a broken spine and a like a I don't know ankle high ankle sprain and a broken pelvis and he still played so I'm not worried about it I think he just has the flu man but like you know <laughs> but yeah that's that's just what I wanted to, to mention you know only because you said a sweep and I saw that news today there's a bunch of injuries and the, and the flu running through the, the room, only comment but. I was making there is that NHL players will play it's the playoffs they, yes like it yeah. doesn't matter and, they called up their AHL goalie today I doubt he plays or maybe even dresses like who knows like the game starts in in 10 minutes so i guess we'll see um but yeah all of that being said i'm taking boston in five i think florida proved on the back half of the season that they kind of figured out how to play together uh they figured out how to play with the new pieces that they have and under their new coach and they found their goalie too alex lyon who is starting game one for florida and he kind of dragged them into the playoffs all by himself you know he came in as an older guy who didn't have much experience who played really really well down the stretch so 
Uh, Florida kind of figured it out. But all of that being said, this is maybe the best team, this Boston team, maybe the best team that we've ever seen in the regular season uh, with our own eyes. Like, record aside, I I know they set the record and everything for most points and most wins, but, you know, you can argue that the Tampa team a few years ago was maybe, maybe better, but... All I'm saying is that Boston is in that conversation for the best team that we've ever seen on the ice with our own eyes, which is just ridiculous. Um, So I can't bet against them as much as I hate their guts. Boston in five. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Tampa there and the year that they had 62 wins and then got swept by by the Blue Jackets. I mean, this is just setting up perfectly for another upset like that but I don't think it's going to happen I give Florida one win in this series I will take Boston in five they're so deep from top to bottom they loaded up at the deadline I think it was so smart adding a guy like Garnet Hathaway they added all the like this team is full of pricks even more than it already was I couldn't believe that Bertuzzi Hathaway like it (laughs) It's it's crazy, and you know Orlov has been a hell of an uh, of an addition on the back end. We talked about how good Ekholm has been with the Oilers. Orlov as well. I mean, he just fit like a glove uh, there. Um, so Boston is so deep. That core, they know how to win, and they are determined uh, to get one last kick at the can here with this group. And then with Florida, I mean, Matthew Kuchuk will get Hart Trophy votes for sure. I think he has been their driver uh, all season long. And then with Alex Lyon, it's a nice story, but you just wonder how long he can keep this up for. And I do think that time is going to run out on that Cinderella story of, uh, of Alex Lyon. So I've got Florida get one win here. I think this one is going to get nasty between these two, but Boston in five games, they're clearly the better squad. One thing going against Boston, not only in this series, but if they make it through every other series that they play in this year is, you know, can things be perfect all season long? We haven't seen that in a a lot of, you know, we haven't seen that almost ever. President's Trophy winners typically lose in the first or second round you know that's what history says can it be perfect forever i don't know a guy like brad marchand hasn't been scoring at the clip that we're used to him scoring on the back half of the season i only know that because i had him in fantasy and he was a large disappointment um but can things go perfectly forever who knows this team is clearly the favorite but that's the only thing working against them right now is the fact that everything has gone absolutely perfectly all season long (laughs) Yeah, that's the, that's why we just looking back at that year that Tampa had and getting swept. I mean, this is just set up perfectly for another upset, although I don't think it's going to happen. But, I mean, anything can happen this time of year. So, there you go. It'll happen uh, in round two. The Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Here we go, Chad. We'll get into this series. Um, man, th- this this is a big one. Talk about another series for the second year in a row. It went the distance, seven games last year. I think a lot of people would uh, would pick this series to go the distance again. We know that Tampa Bay is going to start without Tanner Janot. We know the mountain of pressure that is on the Toronto Maple Leafs to get this done, especially facing this team. Uh, for for the second year in a row in the first round, but it is the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's not going to be easy, but uh, let's get into this one. Leafs and Lightning for the second year in a row. And now, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Liquid IV. Whether you're staying active or nursing a hangover, Liquid IV has you covered. Just one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients, it's non-GMO, and it's free from gluten, dairy, and soy. There are plenty of awesome flavors, but my personal favorite right now is lemon lime. So get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth at checkout. That's 20% off anything in the store when you order using the promo code boys underscore in underscore the underscore booth at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today with Liquid IV. 
This podcast is also sponsored by the best ticket app out there, SeatGeek. SeatGeek takes the confusion out of buying tickets, making it quick and easy to get the best deals on tickets to your favorite sporting events. Plus, Boys in the Booth listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase on SeatGeek with the promo code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. So click the link in the description down below to download the app and remember to get your discounted tickets using the code BOYSINTHEBOOTH in all caps. Get great seats for a fraction of the cost with SeatGeek. Yeah, I'll go first. It makes sense that I go first for the Leafs, right? <laughs> uh, I, I am going to go with Toronto, uh, actually, in this series. Um, and it's going to be in six games. And only because if it goes to seven games, Toronto will 100% lose this series. So they need to win it in six. They cannot go to seven. They will get destroyed in the mental game. If they go to seven, I'm going to say it one more time. Do not go to seven, Toronto you'll win it in six this team man they've finally added the way a cup contender should add going into the playoffs the team knows that front office has all uh, they have all of the front office support going into this all of the confidence i think that this is the year that the toronto maple Leafs finally win a series and uh they're gonna beat a pretty good team in tampa to do it the only thing that scares the living daylights out of me is Vasilevsky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this, guys, to start, and I believe I started the episode by saying it, but I'm ready to get hurt again. But this year feels different. Clip that when they lose in seven games at home. But this year feels different, boys. Like you said, Case, the ads that they made at the deadline just make this team so much better top to bottom. If you told me at the start of the year that Ryan O'Reilly would be our third-line center, I, I wouldn't have believed you because what a player to add. Nola Chari has been an incredible fit for this team, the perfect bottom six player that you need. Brings that bite, finishes checks, is responsible defensively and with the puck through the neutral zone, four checks, everything you want in a bottom six player. That's exactly what the Leafs need. Last year... The, the the fourth line for the Leafs going into game one was Clifford, Simmons, and someone else. It wasn't Jason Spezza. He was scratched. I think it might have been... Who was the guy they got with Giordano in that trade from Seattle? Oh, uh, Colin Blackwell. It was call, So it was those three players. Blackwell, Clifford, and Simmons. Clifford played 24 seconds of that entire series. Got suspended. <laughs> Never saw the ice again. Clifford now is like the 25th forward for the Maple Leafs. Like he's so far down the depth chart now, it's ridiculous. So their their bottom six is better built. Their top six is better built uh, with the addition of Ryan O'Reilly because it looks like he's starting at second line center. Their defense, adding a guy like Jake McCabe, has stabilized that blue line. You know, it hasn't been a great year for Morgan Riley, um, all things considered, but. Now he doesn't have to play or be deployed by Sheldon Keefe as a two-way defenseman because that's not what he is. He he can staple Morgan Riley next to someone else. Like I think right now it's Luke Shen. And then you could put McCabe and Brody against the most difficult uh, competition on the other side. And then in net, Ilya Samsonov has had an incredible year for the Maple Leafs. Uh, I believe he's currently top 10 in goal saved above expected. I'd have to double check that, but a great year, all things considered. And then backing him up, Joseph Wool, who has emerged recently as a legit option if you need him. And then, oh yeah, Matt Murray, two-time Stanley Cup champion, is there if he gets healthy in in you know during this series. So all things considered, I think the Leafs are better top to bottom than they were last season. I think Tampa Bay is worse top to bottom than they were last season, especially on the back end. Um, and I guess in net it stays the same because Vasilevsky is a god uh, no matter what. But I just think Toronto's the better team. And the only thing, the only reason why someone would pick Tampa Bay in this series is history. And I'm just hoping that the Maple Leafs uh, sort of rewrite history this series and win in six games. And that's my prediction. I, I'm i really, you know, for your sake, my dad's sake, all the other Leaf fans that I know out there, I, I, I really hope that this is the year, man, because I really do like this team on paper. And I haven't, uh, I haven't really been able to say that 
for a long time, it feels like. Love the uh, the additions of O'Reilly and McCabe, not only because they, they're former Sabres, but they're just, they're the right pieces. Jake McCabe, this is his first postseason, believe it or not. So, you know, he's going to be pumped for this. Bring back a guy like Luke Shen, who has just turned into such a reliable shutdown defenseman later on in his career. Sam Lafferty as well. I really like him as a bottom six forward. Um, I, I just, I, I think all the pieces are there. Uh, you mentioned Achari as well. I forgot to mention him, but uh, I, I like that. Uh, I like him as a player as well. Um, yeah, th- this this team has, has all the pieces. You know, it's not just up to the superstars, the guys at the top. They've got guys sprinkled throughout the rest of the lineup that can really pit, uh, pitch in and make an impact. So uh, I will take the Maple Leafs again, and I agree they've got to get it done on the road in Tampa Bay. It cannot go to another Game 7 in Toronto in that building, that nervous energy uh, in the building, in the locker room, and in the entire city in general. they got to get it done in six games on the road in Tampa Bay and they've got to get the lead in this series right off the bat. You can't go up 3-1 to one and then drop a couple of games or, or whatever. They have to get on Tampa right away, have the lead throughout the whole series and take this in six. All right. You don't have to keep saying, believe it or not, every time a former Sabre has never played in the playoffs. We believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mention when you were talking about the former Sabres, Ryan O'Reilly's first hat trick in Buffalo came while he was playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs, so I thought that was funny. Um, and and also wanted to mention this. Over the last three playoff runs that the Tampa Bay Lightning have made, only two teams have outscored them in a playoff series. One, the Colorado Avalanche, who finally beat them and prevented the three-peat. And number two was the Maple Leafs last year. They outscored Tampa by one goal. All things considered, guys, I think Toronto's the better team. They should win this series. Six games from all of us, I think, is fitting. Let's just enjoy it and hope they can get it done. Absolutely. I'm rooting for them, man. I I want them to to get by that first round. Yeah, I'm rooting for them this Um, series. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Until the conference finals, eh, Case? Uh, No, just the first series. Ah, rude. All right, Carolina and the New York Islanders. Uh, It's been an up-and-down year for the Islanders, although they're another team with an incredible goaltender in Elias Sorokin. Antti Ranta is going to be the guy to start Game 1 for the, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, who are banged up, as we know, going into this series. Uh, Carolina and the New York Islanders case. This is... I'll probably watch 30 minutes of this series only because that they're on 30 minutes before the Boston game tonight. (laughs) This is going to be such a defensive stalemate, and it's going to be just, I don't know, kind of tough to watch, (laughs) in my opinion. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute battle. Like It is going to wear down both teams and for that reason like i'm rooting for the islanders here because i need them to wear down the carolina hurricanes carolina is still a good team despite a lot of injuries but they're gonna have a tough time scoring just as the islanders have a tough time scoring so it's gonna be a weird series both teams are gonna get beaten up in this one and uh it's gonna benefit either the devils or the rangers honestly um but i have carolina winning in seven games Wow. Okay, I've got Carolina in six. I had a tough time with this series, though, because, you know, the numbers tell the story that Carolina is far and away the better team. But my brain and thinking about what playoff hockey looks like and feels like, the New York Islanders have a great chance to win this series, you know, because they're a heavy defensive playoff team and you know so i think it could go either way i am going carolina in six though i thought it was strange that they announced that auntie ranta is their starter going into game one that worried me a little bit yeah um because guess who's at the other end <laughs> one of the best goalies in the league potential vesna winner this season and Ilya sorokin so like that's not a matchup that i think you win no matter who you put in net in carolina but I think just the depth, the offense, 
Um, and really good underrated defense on this Carolina team, I think, just takes them, uh, lets them win this series in six games. That's my prediction. I will say, though, on the other side, the Islanders did get Matt Barzell back for this series. So that's a guy who has been out down the stretch for the Islanders. You know, like, remember when Bo Horvat first got there? He was playing with Barzell. They had a great connection. He was putting up points. And then Barzell goes out. And then Bo Horvat, similar to what Barzell was before Horvat got there, was sort of on an island. Well, now he's got his line mate back, his body, his partner. So that could be a dangerous line. And they could score more than we actually think. Um, so we'll see what happens in this series, but I'm still confident in Carolina. I think this could be the year that they prove doubters wrong and finally get over the hump because they've been there for years as sneakily one of the best teams in the NHL. I want to say for the past like five years, but they haven't had the playoff success. So uh, I think this is the year for Carolina. Six games. I'd be uh, I'd be remiss to to not mention Rod the Bod. Uh, I think he is an absolute factor in the playoffs when it comes to his coaching ability and and how he can get a team to rally around him. So Carolina definitely has that going for them. And yeah, Carolina has been sneaky good in the playoffs every single year. So a lot of experience there. You love the back end. All of this being said, I like I have Carolina in seven, but Carolina fans are going to be like, why don't you have Carolina sweeping in three games? It's like, <laughs> well, they can't. That's literally impossible. But yeah. Yeah, here come the comments on YouTube. <laughs> you know, guys, uh, at, at the start of the year, um, th- this was my, my Stanley Cup winner uh, selection, the Carolina Hurricanes. That's obviously changed now, I think, with the injuries to uh, Svechnikov and to Max Pacioretty. That's really tough. And I listened to a really good interview that um, Elliot Friedman did with uh, with Rod the Bod, and he mentioned that those are two huge blows. But, man, they still have guys like Aho, Martin Natchez, who has uh, really turned into a star in the NHL. He's broken out. Um, I think a guy like Seth Jarvis could be a factor in this series just playing that physical dump and chase kind of hockey that Carolina plays this series is going to be a battle case I'm kind of with you this is the one series I look at that I probably won't watch much of but uh, it's going to be low scoring and uh, a defensive battle all the way through but um, I, I still like Carolina I think their blue line is too good the additions of guys like Brent Burns at the start of the year. I think he's going to be huge in this series coming off a big year. Shane Goss, the spare, another defenseman who's fit like a glove. Talking about a lot of defensemen this episode that went to new teams at the deadline and have just fit perfectly. So uh, I still really like Carolina. They're well coached. A lot of fun to watch. I think that atmosphere in Raleigh is going to be incredible. And, uh, yeah, I've got the Hurricanes in seven games as well. I think it goes the distance. Yeah, it's nothing. It's not really against Carolina where I'm saying I'm not interested in watching this season. It's more the Islanders. Um, Carolina can play a lot of exciting hockey. So, yeah, Yeah. I I have to mention that. But really the reason I'm not going to watch this one – much is because if any of the other games in the East are on, I'm going to watch them. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, the final first round series uh, in this, and uh, wow, th- this this is going to be awesome. It's, uh, it, it's a battle between two rivals, the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils. Uh, their first playoff series, uh, first playoff appearance in quite a while. So, Chad, we will go to you first uh, to talk about this series. We'll reverse the order and uh, go to Case next after you to uh, talk about his team uh, going into this series and, uh, and the series overall. So we'll start with you with this one. You know, I had a feeling you were going to do that, and I'm glad you did because it's kind of funny. Um, this series, boys, is going to be a bloodbath. These teams historically hate each other, and I, you know, if this, if these games weren't at the same time that the Leafs games were on, I would be glued to it. But I'm going to have to be flipping back and forth because the NHL likely won't stagger the games because they hate people watching. But what a series <laughs> this is going to be. Um, 
I have the New York Rangers taking this one in seven games. I'm sorry to say, Casey, I just don't think the Devils have enough experience to get over the hump. They were the better team in the regular season. All of the numbers indicated that, similar to uh, the previous series in, in Carolina versus New York. Like Carolina was clearly the better team all season, but there's just something about this New York Rangers team that you know I, I just like a little bit more. Maybe it has to do with, with Shesterkin between the pipes and his ability to absolutely steal games, but I mean... What a series this is going to be. The Devils had an incredible season, but like I said, I just don't think they're ready to win a playoff series. And maybe that's just me internalizing some some grief about the Maple Leafs, how they haven't been able to get over the hump with their young core. But, you know, who knows? I, I just think, you know, I would love to see the Devils win this series, but I've got the Rangers in seven games. They made some great additions at the deadline, getting Tarasenko and Kane. Plus, they have a great back end, incredible forward depth, and an all-star Vesna caliber goalie. So I like the Rangers in seven, but I think it'll be tight, very tight. Yeah, before I start here... I want to point out that I'm not wearing any Devils merchandise at the moment. I have my lighting behind me in NHL orange, and I'm wearing an NHL shirt to keep it super unbiased, uh, and a uh, Toronto Blue Jays hat just to throw everyone off. Um, but I'm going to go with the Devils in this series, and it's going to happen in seven games. This is going to be fun to watch for everyone but me. Um <laughs> It's going to be a great series. These two teams have hated each other forever, but recently have really hated each other. It seems like there's been a scrum every time these guys play. Usually Brendan Smith is on the Rangers, and him and Michael McLeod like to punch each other in the face, but now they're on the same team, so they'll have to pick a different guy. I have the Devils because they they handled the Rangers in the season series this year. They won three game or they won three games and lost one game in overtime against the Rangers. And the counter to the Devils having kind of a lack in play playoff experience is the way that this team handles advers adversity. They tied the franchise record in road games in t with 28 this year, and they were first in the league in comeback wins. They were never counted out this season, and I loved watching it. We go into the third period, Devils down three goals, and I'm like, they have a chance, and they'd somehow get it done. And I think that is such a great trait to have going into the playoffs. The Devils have the better PK. They won way more games. Had, or not way more games, sorry. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Their goal differential, sorry, was way, way better. Uh, despite, you know, Shesterkin and the other net, that's the real X factor here for me. That's the thing that scares me the most. But not when Jack Hughes, you, they can't handle him. They played four games this year. Jack had four goals and two assists. They cannot stop him at the moment. And if you do, the Devils have depth for the first time ever. The last time they made the playoffs was Taylor Hall, heart year they got in the playoffs won one game against tampa and <laughs> no one else could score but this year they have the depth um they're gonna look for andre palat to really step up here and show these young guys how to win hockey games in the playoffs and i'm not gonna lie i'm terrified of this new york rangers team they're a good team but i've got a lot of faith in the devils and i hate myself to pick the rangers and, and see the devils win the first round just like chad mentioned with toronto so I've got the Devils in seven. Yeah, going off that point, Kate, like I always say, if I pick the Maple Leafs to lose a series and they go on and win the cup or something, like I'll just look like the biggest asshole on the planet. So I can't do that. So I'm glad that you went with the Devils. I do think they have a, a legit chance to win this series. And it comes down to a couple X factors for me. Shesterkin, like you mentioned, number one on the Rangers as an X factor. And also Patrick Kane. What kind of Patrick Kane can they get? Is he going to be scoring a ton of goals or be a defensive liability or both? Because I think both are a possibility. And then on the Devils side, I think Timo Meyer is definitely an X factor, you know, because after Jack Hughes, if you want to run Meyer on the second line, I don't know exactly what they've been doing, but you've got that one two punch up front with guys like that. So I think Meyer is definitely an X factor, had an incredible year, 
really broke out as one of the elite power forwards in the NHL, which is something we don't say very often anymore. So those are my X factors, and I think it's going to be maybe the tightest series here. Yeah, something to point out about like one traditional stat that the Rangers are beating the Devils in being power play. The Devils added Timo Meyer, and in his 21 games, he put himself into fifth in power play goals in a Devils uniform this season. So they've really... I'm not going to say they fixed the power play 100%, but they improved the power play so much bringing him in, not to mention the physical play and uh, just the amount of shots that guy peppers on net. Yeah, this is going to be a great series. The Battle of the Hudson uh, between the Rangers and, and the Devils, this is going to be awesome. I do have to take the Rangers, though, Case. I'm sorry, brother. I you know Final Four appearance last year. They loaded up at the deadline. They've got the goaltender, and um, you know I just think with that experience on that run last year, they're going to be, uh, you know, really determined to to get back to uh, to that place once again. Um, and and I do have them getting back to the final four. Uh, spoiler alert there, but it's going to be really close. I think that the speed of the Devils, it's elite. And it's going to be a problem for the Rangers, so they'll have to do a really good job at defending that. And then, you know, with New Jersey, like, we talk about all the offensive firepower and all the skill up front, but they defend a lot better. I think that's been a big part of why they've taken such a huge jump this year. They added a guy like John Marino. Brendan Smith has been nice uh, depth-wise. We'll see how Luke Hughes does uh, in in the playoffs for this team. You know, Siegenthaler, great uh, defensive defenseman. Dougie Hamilton has had a uh, Norris-type season. I just kind of wonder how the lack of experience will will fare and the goaltending as well can Vanacek keep up this breakout year that he's having but it's going to be close man although I've got the Rangers in six you don't have to apologize to me because the expectations are low for the Devils so if they lose I'm like hey our best player is 21 let's just look for next year and then if they win this series I get to go hey Harp and Chad suck on it (laughs) So. <laughs> so true. I'm fine like, with case, this there's a, <laughs> there's a petty part of me that wants them to lose only so that you don't get to experience that joy that I haven't got to experience yet. I want you to suffer like the rest of us Leafs fans over here. But Yeah, or like me, a team who currently holds the NHL's longest playoff drought. But I mean, I got to see my team go to the, the finals. on the way up. So. In 2012. True. So I true you did okay boys should we run through our our brackets here quickly to to finish off this episode yeah yeah absolutely and we're gonna post these as well like chad mentioned so case let's get a run through of your bracket uh first take it away so starting with the first round again like recap or just yeah. get right re- yeah okay. ju- recap it. so in the west i've got colorado beating seattle in six games i have dallas beating minnesota in six games vegas in five over winnipeg and edmonton in seven over la edmonton then walks right past vegas to the east, uh, western conference finals dallas beats colorado I then have Dallas beating Edmonton to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. In the East, I have Boston in four, Toronto in six over Tampa, Carolina in seven, and the Devils in seven over the Rangers. This series, this next one, was the one I had the hardest time deciding on. My bias got the best of me, and the fact that Carolina is going to be even more beaten up than they are already going into this playoffs. I took the Devils to beat Carolina. I have Boston beating Toronto. They always beat them, and they're the best they've ever been. How could they not do it again? But frankly, whoever wins that series, I think, will win the Cup. So I have Boston beating the Devils in the Eastern Conference Finals, Say that three times fast. Um, say that once, I guess. Uh, and then I have Boston beating Dallas and upsetting my bank account as I put a future in December, early December, on Dallas winning the Stanley Cup. Boston wins the Stanley Cup, my tiebreaker, 37 goals. That's six goals a game in a six game series as Boston wins in six plus one extra goal in one game. Nice. 
Speaking of Dallas, some really good odds on J-Rob uh, right now to win the MVP. Plus 4,000 I saw today. Someone posted that. So if you're looking at MVP. season. Yeah, if you're looking at MVPs for the playoffs here, Con Smythe, maybe look at J-Rob because this Dallas team is good. Yeah. Um, and my bracket reflects that here too. So starting in the West, Colorado over Seattle in five games. Dallas over Minnesota in six. Vegas over Winnipeg in seven. Edmonton over L.A. in seven. Second round in the West. Dallas upsetting uh, a depleted Colorado lineup. Edmonton walking Vegas, like you said, Case. And then Dallas and Vegas in the in the Western Conference Finals. I had a tough time with this, but I decided uh, that Edmonton would get the edge here. So they're going all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. And surprise, surprise, I have an all-Canadian final, which I'll get to. In the East, Boston over Florida in five games. Toronto over Tampa Bay in six. Carolina over the New York Islanders in six and the New York Rangers over the New Jersey Devils in seven. Then I have my Maple Leafs beating the best of all time Boston Bruins because wouldn't that be a treat to watch? And if Toronto gets through the first round and has to play Boston, wouldn't that be an absolute shit show? And, but, but also just absolute cinema to watch those two series back-to-back and Toronto exercise their demons and get over the hump beating both of those teams. So, Uh, just I want to introduce, that's why I was saying, I said whoever wins the Boston-Toronto series would win the Cup because if Toronto can beat Tampa Bay and Boston, they are fearless going into the the rest of the rounds. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to beat them? The, The only thing that would make it better would be then to play Carolina in the Eastern Conference Finals, which they did in 2002 and lost. Uh, but I have the New York Rangers beating Carolina in the second round. And then the, the Eastern Conference Finals, I have my Maple Leafs beating the Rangers. And then in the finals, I have my Maple Leafs beating the Oilers. And again, like I mentioned, if I didn't pick the Maple Leafs to win and they did, I would feel like the biggest dumb dumb of all time. I have to for my fandom, but I also think they have a pretty damn good team uh, on paper too. And my tiebreaker is 39 goals in the series in seven games. Nice. All right. Uh, Interesting that the common theme here with our brackets is that uh, the Dallas Stars are going to go deep. Um, But again, it's not that surprising because we're all pretty high on Dallas. So um, and and my bracket reflects that as well. So Colorado over Seattle in uh, in round one, taking uh, the avalanche in six. I've got Dallas over Minnesota in seven. Vegas over Winnipeg in six games and the Oilers over the L.A. Kings in six. Vegas onto the second round against Edmonton. The Oilers take care of that series. Then I've got Dallas over the defending Stanley Cup champs. The Avs, Edmonton, and Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. I've got Edmonton moving on in that series. And then over in the East, Boston takes care of Florida in five. The Leafs over the Lightning. I think they win it on the road in six. Carolina in seven over the Islanders. Uh, the Rangers over the Devils in six. Then I've got the Rangers beating the Carolina Hurricanes. And sorry, Chad, I've got the Bruins over the Maple Leafs, although I could see that series going another seven games like we've seen in the past. So Eastern Conference Finals, New York Rangers back to the Final Four for the second straight year, but they lose to the Boston Bruins. So an Edmonton Boston. Boston final, and I have Connor McDavid and the Oilers hoisting the Stanley Cup. 35 goals in that final series, and I think it goes six or seven games. So that's my bracket. I've got McDavid and the Oilers winning the Stanley Cup. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't an all-Canadian final be something? I like that bracket that you've got going on, but uh, all, all three of ours are pretty uh, pretty solid, I think. And Well, I mean, we say that, and then it'll be... It, it, like, we know it's going to be screwed after round one, for yep. sure. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> except for, except for uh, yours, Case, shaking your head there. Oh, no, I, I was, like, shaking my head at how every year the playoffs are all just broken in the first round because there's so much parity in this yeah. league. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I was talking Um, to Remy today, actually, and he was like, yeah, here are my picks. I think the East, like, my picks are pretty much a lock, and I think in the West there's one series I'm, like, not so sure about, but I'm pretty sure it's a lock. And I'm like, yeah, dude, they look good, but 
what happens in you know four days from now when you've got some random teams up two nothing in a series and you're changing all your picks? Like it's one of those things, man. The NHL, like anything can happen in the playoffs, which is why it's the best sport on earth. Absolutely, uh, and and again, we're gonna put up our brackets on uh, on our Instagram, so look out for that, and uh, you can you can rip us all you want for our uh, our brackets, but yeah, they'll all be turned upside down here in the matter of less than a week. Anyway, best time of the year has arrived, boys. Playoff time. Let's enjoy it. And uh, for all of our listeners out there, enjoy the playoffs as well. Um, it's it's going to be fantastic. And I, I can't believe that it's here. So thanks for listening to episode 167. This is the Boys in the Booth uh, playoff preview show. And we will chat with you again soon. Enjoy. This has been another episode of Boys in the Booth with Harper Cody, Chad Melbourne, and Casey Abrams. Connect with the Boys in the Booth on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Boys in the Booth. Visit boysinthebooth.com for show details. And don't forget, you can become a patron of the podcast for just $1 a month at patreon.com slash boysinthebooth.